0: Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live-play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie faced some of the people they'd neglected in the wake of the massacre. At the station, Doris directed the panicking teddy to the hospital, relieved the sleep-deprived Troy, and released her prisoner, though not before feeding off of him. Meanwhile, Val reviewed footage of Everett being taken, and decided she must find him soon. But can she find the sheriff in time to salvage what is left of New Haven? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
1: Everett, you find yourself uh, standing or laying beneath uh, Emily, um, who you haven't seen in some time, um, who is uh, standing over you wearing... um, like much more sort of rugged outdoorsy outfits like she's definitely not as uh as she's not wearing like the glamping outfit that uh simon longfellow is wearing um but this is definitely like uh you know uh emily at a hunting retreat emily which is weird she's got like a puffy vest on that's kind of like a a bit ragged um wearing kind of much more um almost military uh clothing um underneath it. Uh, and it looks like she's been traveling um for a while. This is a, a more rough and tumble uh Emily than than you're used to. Um obviously not keeping up the same uh sort of need to be ready for an arts gala uh sure s- skin regimes and everything else right, that she right. uh, she uh normally did. Um that's it. Uh you never met uh only Iris met uh Emily's uh pack. So you wouldn't really necessarily recognize any of these people. You do see a uh uh Ruby Rose or Charlie's Theron in like old guard-ish um woman standing just over Emily's shoulder, uh glowering. Uh like clearly doing that awkward thing where like ready to attack and then realizing Emily wasn't attacking, so in a really awkward trying to look like a badass, well like stepping out of an attack pose, um, kind of situation. Uh, Simon is not thrilled, uh, with this turn of events. And, um, you can only tell that, uh, sort of out of the corner of your eye, um, with just that, that slightest, slightest hint of a scowl, which, uh, is the equivalent of someone throwing like a full blown temper tantrum, I think in other, uh, in other circumstances. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you've, been, you've been saved uh, from having your chest crushed beneath his boot uh, by Emily. Uh, you are still, however, uh, your spine is still broken, and you're still pretty fucked up, and your face is all full of uh, tooth trenches, uh, which is not the best. Um, yeah. But uh, Emily is, uh, is standing over you. What do you do? I, what,
2: <laughs> let me just go over the long list of things I can do in my current state. Uh, I probably <laughs> uh, am... A little shocked to find Emily all the way out here a like out here like in the woods and then out here like in fucking Alberta (laughs) um so I think what what can you say but just uh, Emily
1: ah yes uh Detective Fry um it's uh good and strange to see you also are you okay um and she just kind of like looks uh, around and I think suddenly realizes the magnitude of of just fucking like quarterback strong arming uh Simon off of uh, off of you. And she just kind of turns um and uh <laughs> fills my lungs again. Yeah, yeah, What's left of your lungs? Yeah. Um just kind of turns uh to uh, uh Simon and um begins to say uh her patented, I'm so sorry, when um <laughs> Celine just like steps in front um, and in, in that like furious way, only short people can be furious, like throws her arms uh, like like across her chest, um, plants herself in like a really solid stance uh, and uh, just says, if your clan still wants our help, you'll just let that slide. Okay. Uh, And his the slight hint of his frown gets a little bit deeper. um, And uh, he just kind of scowls um, says, uh, expected this of you but not of her and he kind of flicks his eyes up over uh, Celine's shoulder to Emily and just says control your mate I don't need any more of this drama in this particular camp there's more than enough going on without and he brushes his jacket disdainfully and he says all of whatever the hell this is Um, and he kind of looks down to you and uh, says we'll be seeing you very soon child of Lilith um, and then he kind of, like, storms off in a, like, very polite but also clearly very pissed off, uh, you know, a fancy restaurant manager storm off. Um, yeah, Everett just <laughs> raises in his voice like, I'll be here. Uh, there's a slight hitch in, like, almost a sideshow Bob stepping on a rake hitch in uh, Longfellow's uh, strides as you say that. Um, you get the sense he's a man who gets a lot of shit hurled at him and would like to respond to all of it but doesn't. Yeah. Um, Emily uh, then turns to you and says, I am so sorry uh, about all of that. Um, and Celine just like letting out a, a deep frustrated grunt from the depths of her soul. It's being like, I've told you, you you can't keep apologizing to people. It doesn't work like that. Um, and Emily just kind of like gives, gives her a, a frustrated partner in a relationship glower <laughs> um, and uh, turns back to you and says, uh, you'll, uh, You'll have to excuse, um, Mr. Uh, Longfellow. Uh, the the kindred uh, attacks on on his pack have been uh, well pr- particularly vicious, and I, I can fully understand why he would assume um, that uh, that uh, you, as as a kindred who, uh, as I understand, it, fell from the sky, uh, might might be involved. You're you're not you're not a you haven't joined uh, a Lilith, have you? You're not you're not part of. I guess I should have asked that before he took your his foot off your chest, Mr. No, Fry.
2: No, 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 no. Uh- Emily, just the other night, I had it out with uh, the children of Lilith. uh, Killed what I thought was maybe their leader, but now seems more likely a uh, lieutenant of some kind or something.
1: Well, um, a win's a win, I I suppose. Um, But yes, I think it would be uh, rather uh, odd and and fortuitous if you'd managed to, to kill uh, their leader, um, as as best we understand it, um, she's uh, still operating out of Russia. Uh, so unless she came to Montreal on business. Uh, on that note, why are you I, – I would offer to, to move you, but I think it's probably best if we don't do that right now. I understand some of my pack may have been uh, a little rough with you on the way in here. I do apologize <laughs> uh, for that.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, this ain't, this ain't all them. Uh, a lot of this was the fall from a helicopter.
1: Oh, oh, I see. Um, and uh, <laughs> w- what about Mr. Beef? Did he did he survive the helicopter as well? He's
2: back in Montreal.
1: Oh, I see. Just, Just me out report. here. Ah, very good. Um, okay, well. um I would offer you something, but we don't have anything you would want, I think. Uh, perhaps uh we can make you a little bit more comfortable uh in the meantime. Um and uh maybe you can tell me uh if you'll pardon the the turn uh from Mr. Beef, uh what the fucking hell is going on, uh Detective. I would love to do that, Emily. Uh and she leans down and gives you kind of an awkward like one armed hug. Um and uh, says uh, I feel nothing. <laughs> I know you don't. Um, but she just uh just kind of uh, presses herself to you and just says, um, despite the circumstances, it is it's very good to see you. Uh, I, circumstances
2: be damned, Emily. It is great to see you out here. Uh,
1: and as uh, the two of you embrace, uh, you both politely ignore, uh, the sharp sort of frustrated disapproving hiss of breath uh you hear from celine uh over both of your shoulders uh meanwhile uh back in town um evangeline uh you have arrived home um and uh to an empty house but you've got a percy with you uh so that's pretty great um what do you do when you get home? What's 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 your and I mean uh, understanding that Teddy isn't home, um, but I don't know yeah. if, if you're you're like getting home routine. Like I'm basically looking for because we are, we already saw this with with Doris and with with Val, but like what's the equivalent of like walking in and like throwing your keys on the counter uh, <laughs> yeah. for Evangeline? What
0: what time are we? What time of day are we at again, Tom? Um,
1: it's uh, I mean it's the evening. Um, you went to the 24 hour beginning
3: of the evening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I think we established the walk home took you a a little while, but yeah, it's still, it's earlier than later. It's still, let's say like probably like 11. Okay. 11 ish seems, seems kind of right to me.
3: Um, you know, I, I've been kind of like carrying Percy just like, like I picked him up definitely like towards the end of the walk and I've just been kind of carrying him. So I kind of set him down inside, um, and look around and it's just like a a big sigh. And she goes to Percy's food and water dish, like refreshes the water, gives him a little like evening snack. Uh, And then just, like, he's fine. You know, he'll just, like, follow her around kind of at her heels. Um, And she just goes upstairs. Just, like, as she's, like, walking upstairs to the bedroom. Just, like, stripping off her uniform. Just taking it and just throwing it wherever. And walks into the bed. Like, turns on the shower. And just, like, sits down in the tub. And just 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 sits.
4: So you know so like when a- you're
3: just like those times when you're like in the shower and you just sit down because you just feel like such shit that you're just like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do yeah. this for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the I until done. I
3: feel like getting up again.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So just fully done. Like Yeah. <laughs> we're done here. Yeah.
3: Okay. And she also, you know, she still has like blood on her and stuff mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. like you know feeding on like someone and like all of the other like trauma she's been through.
1: Yeah. I think <laughs> Black that's a totally acre,
3: like all over her.
1: Yeah. You also were kidnapped like days ago. So,
3: yeah. So it's just, that's a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. I dig that. So, um, yeah, you, you settle in. I don't think Teddy crosses your mind. He's probably just off doing Teddy stuff somewhere. He's fine. Um, it is incredibly nice, uh, to be home. Um, and you know, not under the sway of Lilith or being bitten by poisonous snakes uh or, hmm. or any other such nonsense. Uh so I think um yeah, just a, a, a true a true sense of of relief uh kind of uh rolls over you. Yeah. Um Laura, do you have any uh any willpower uh damage right now?
3: No, I do not.
1: Okay. Well, you could have got some back, but uh you don't have any. So uh, congratulations, no. you just feel real good. <laughs> no, no, you can't have the other one, only willpower. Um, cool, okay, so uh, so that's fine. So you you, you settle in, uh, and uh, you get a uh, momentary reprieve, um, which honestly, in in this world of darkness, is uh, is rather rare and and rather nice. Um, meanwhile, um Val, uh you are headed back, I believe, to the, the police station.
5: hmm
1: Time to go check in. Finally uh, back in cherry. <laughs> I was about to say, what's uh, what's it like? Um, you know, your 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 oh, your home. Uh your mm-hmm. you know what's yeah. uh, how's how's that what's that that feeling like for, for Val after everything she's just been through to be able to just like fucking let loose Also it's nighttime, so you've got like clear roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: yeah she she's definitely screaming around corners and driving very fast and loud and i think it, you said exactly right it's her home so it feels very grounding and and a, a place of quiet even though it's very loud and the music is very loud it's it it quiets her innards <laughs> mm-hmm. and she also would go in the glove box and just Another pair of sunglasses. So now she has her sunglasses back. She's just driving.
1: How many pairs of sunglasses are in that? So
5: so many. Yeah. So many.
1: <laughs> Is this a matter of like every time you don't have some, you buy some and you just toss them in like deodorants? Yep. Or okay, great. So it's yeah, not like I think you that's bought in not, bulk.
5: No, it's just every time that she ends up needing that. There's probably sunglasses from all different places of of just truck stops and convenience stores sunglasses. They're not great, but they will do in a to opinion. get the
1: job done. Well, I also yeah. feel like with Val's style like I'm imagining like reflective aviator type situation or what's mm-hmm. what's the, yeah.
5: Yeah, I mean, either that or just the blackout, yeah, either yeah, or yeah, yeah, whichever. Yeah, yeah,
1: Amazing. <laughs> Truck stops were built more so for that than for trucks to stop, I think. So you're I think you're, so. Yeah, you're yeah, you're you're in good shape. Um amazing. So um you know, I think as as a as a career cop, um, you also notice some of the things we talked about with Evangeline and uh, mm-hmm. with Doris, uh, noticing kind of like the the tone of uh, of um, New Haven. Um, you're not in uh, the Gangrel quarter, so Kane Raziel's stuff is like less prevalent. Um, but there's still, you know, probably a couple signs up in windows and that sort of thing. Also, having just mm-hmm. had the conversation, your radar would be
5: exactly extra
1: yeah. lively on that um but again like the, the the town is still reeling from everything that's just happened um and you're all dealing with it at a very high level but everyone else is dealing with it in a bit of a like a murder in this small town that would never happen what are you talking about way and you know they're just like <laughs> two weeks from a cbc investigative podcast just dealing with it um so <laughs> everyone's kind of dealing with their own way um that said when you um pull up uh to uh the police station um you actually see um a uh there's some unfamiliar vehicles um that have pulled up uh they seem to be a collection uh that i think immediately catch your eye of like fancy older cars um okay. so uh the kind of things that like um just like like not classic muscle cars by any stretch but just like classic cars in kind of their own weird mid-breed. think a little bit like uh, Tommy Lee Jones' uh, car in Men in Black, like just like classic, classic, um, well-taken-care-of-vehicles. And uh, they're kind of parked haphazardly in the parking lot, um, which is uh, a little bit odd. Um, Again, just like things that are out of place, I think probably stick out for you uh, in a pretty serious way. Um, what do you think your immediate reaction to seeing this is, is this just kind of like a, the problem will be inside or would you be concerned about what's going on outside?
5: She would look at what's going on outside. I think she would pull her, the car around once around the whole building just to scope it all out and then find a place to park that would probably be safer on the side, but scoping it out first, very paranoid now of just anything being different because everything has been so awful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally fair. Um, Okay, so can you roll me, please? Uh, Let's go investigation and... I guess... I don't know. What what do you think of of the three uh, attributes? What do you think Val... Where does Val live? Would this be an intelligence for you? I don't know that it's... Well, it could be wits, like keeping your wits about you. It could be resolve. I would probably lean wits myself, but what what are you feeling?
5: I'm thinking resolve. I feel like that is where she lives mostly. It's not... As much figuring stuff out as it is, kind of a gut reaction of okay. just yep. this needs to get done. Right. So investigation and resolve. Yes, please. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I rolled garbage and failed all of it.
1: Okay, that's fine. Um, you you pull around the police station, and um, mm. aside from what you see in the parking lot, uh, you don't see anything that untoward. Um, yeah. That said, again, I think like it's been a hell of a couple days. Um, your, your head and heart aren't entirely in it. This is really like sweep around to make sure there's no like fucking children of Lilith waiting to blow up <laughs> the world. That is true. World.
5: There's nothing um, to shoot then apparently. That's what, that's all <laughs> Val gets out of this. No, Nothing yeah. needs shooting right now.
1: And uh, Claire, in terms of Doris's attic, um, do you have like at night, do you think Doris would, like do you have shutters you would keep open or is it like a keep everything closed, feeling safer, just kind of, with everything battened down,
4: I don't think she would keep any windows open.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. To it's me too.
4: cozier that way. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, amazing. So you don't see Val um, circling the uh, circling the the station, but that's totally fine because it also it's not dramatic information that oh no, Cherry is here. Like you know, yeah. Um, okay, great. Um, so uh, Val, you do uh, one lap. Uh, you don't see anything of, of tremendous import, so you pull back around front mm. um, and uh, you enter uh, the police station. Um, you enter to um, uh, kind of an odd scene. Um, there is uh, a uh, a man wearing uh, all Lululemon, um, so just like yoga, very comfortable yoga gear, um, uh, and uh, flip-flops, uh, which again is like an odd choice uh, for Alberta in general. Um, sitting there just like aggressively dinging the bell uh, at, at the front of the police station, which I think like based on who you are, Val, I imagine like you have considered breaking this bell or the people who touch it on many occasions <laughs> like this isn't you're not a fucking fast order counter. Um, mm-hmm. But um, given how tired uh, the day shift is and given that the entire night shift has been compromised, um, the place is desperately, desperately under uh, yeah. under resourced right now. Um, and sure enough, uh out of the back um just dragging his his poor uh his poor tired self, um, Troy comes around um just like with a with red Bull in one hand and a monster energy in the other. Um, he is barely wearing his uniform uh like it's just things are tucked in badly like you can see like some of his like tidy whitey just like sticking up over his band. Um, his belt is like there, but it's over top of his pants. So it's not really doing anything. Um, and he just uh, comes out sort of raising a hand. he puts down one of the cans. he says, uh, yeah, one, one minute, one minute, I'll be, I'll be there. one minute, please, please stop ringing, please. um and uh val the uh, the the guy in uh, the stretchy pants uh, turns to a couple of his companions, He's got a couple of people with him, and they are all standing there uh with luggage, uh seeming like generally inconvenienced. like this feels like a hotel lobby situation, but for some <laughs> reason it's happening in the police station. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, mm-hmm. how
1: do you respond uh, to this?
5: Belle would walk up to the bell, that even if that person has stopped ringing it, it still has that, like, be. she yeah, puts yeah, her yeah. hand on it to make it stop, just like the clunk, <laughs> and then turns to the people and says, what the fuck do you want?
1: Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the two beside Stretchy Pants turn, and, uh, like, Again, it's it's you're getting like family frustrated family vacation or like frustrated corporate people at a retreat vibe. Um, and uh, the the yoga guy turns. He's got kind of long shoulder length hair. He's wearing a scarf, um, kind of scraggly beard. Think like Jared Leto um, in his band. So like not when he's in a movie pretending to be you know <laughs> Juggalo yeah. Joker or anything, but like very much like a, a thirty seconds to Mars. Jared Leto uh, turns around. Um, He's wearing red sunglasses, which irk you also because, like, there's only two colors. What are you doing? Um, And he pulls them down uh, off the the bridge of his nose um, and just shoots you a winning grin, which has obviously no effect on you, but uh, might on people who are uh, influenced by such things. Uh, You can see his fangs, uh, so clearly kindred. Um, And uh, he just sort of smiles and says, ah, finally, some help. Wonderful. I was wondering if there was any service here. I'm here to announce something very special. Hold your breath. The pyramid is here. And then he hands you his
6: suitcase. How you doing? It's Sheriff Marty. As you can tell, we're barely keeping the fucking lights on around this place, which is why I got to ask for your help for New Haven. So here's the deal. The way you can support all of us down in this town make sure things don't become some kind of fucking bullshit mess well, you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice and you support that production company yeah, they offer free things like you can be on some kind of fucking discord where you can all message back and forth or whatever I gotta have more iced tea then uh, you can you can uh, get ad free feeds where you don't have to hear me fucking tell you to do this uh, and then uh you can, you can add names that show up as weird businesses and shit in town, or you can get special thanks in episodes, or even, oh, please, dear God, just send more help. You can build your own NPC that like gets built into the world I can just make things better. So patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Go make some donations for the sake of this fucking town.
1: Meanwhile, uh upstairs, um Doris, uh I don't think you my guess is that you don't have like there's no bell connection up here. Like if someone rings the doorbell, like you don't want anything. Oh. No. Um so uh what do you think uh, so you've been working on your spider potion. Um obviously you you've made a new quote quote friend uh, who who left in tears. Hmm. Um and uh, you've managed to dodge several warnings about the pyramid, um, which is a uh, a bit of a concern for you, but not at present. Um, what do you think you're up to now? Now you've kind of got your potions brewing. You, you've had some time to settle. What's what's next in kind of your getting your equilibrium back uh, phase?
4: Um. Yeah. Ideally, she'd like to finish her potion uh, by in the next little while, and. Um, yeah, I think she would do some weird form of meditation, Mm. uh, that like maybe involves, you know, like hanging upside down or something and seeing what visions come to her, Mm. uh, in when all the blood rushes to her head. Um, yeah.
1: Okay. I like that a lot. Uh, That actually ties into something I wanted to touch on uh, anyway. So I'm going to save that for next episode, I think. Cool. But um, we'll say that enough time has passed. I think that your potion is complete. You're doing this under no duress. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got all the resources you need, uh, friendly spiders, you know, the whole deal. So I think it's safe to say that, you know, potion making goes well. Also, honestly, I mean, like I know when I'm stressed, I cook. um, Mm. And I feel like potion making might kind of be one of those things for doris that's just like a "Ah, it's been a weird few days like you're kind of back in your element so i don't see any reason why you would run into any problems with the potions so i think potion brewing will like successfully you know it's it's percolating but uh it'll be done soon
4: okay cool
1: um so in terms of your hanging from the ceiling is this a like hang upside down is this something you've like set up regularly is this just what she decided like is this your regular uh, I think meditation? she
4: hangs I think she hangs from the sh- like the little like sh- the there's a light that's mm-hmm. shaped like a chandelier um that hangs from the center of the room and I think she somehow manages to always just like propel herself up onto it and hangs from it like in the middle of the room like a weird bat <laughs> She probably holds crystals in her hands. (laughs) um, (laughs) Beautiful. Like rose quartz or something that match her sparkly pink nails. Um, And yeah. And uh, so I think she would, she would do that and just meditate on the card, the temperance card that Marjorie drew for her and seeing if she can get any uh, feelings Mm -hmm. about the next little while.
1: Okay, great. Claire, can you please roll me a. I'd be inclined to say you could go occult, you could go awareness. Okay. uh, Or you could go insight, I think would be the three I would recommend for that.
4: Oh, I'll do occult.
1: Occult, great. And then I think meditation's an odd one, eh? Um, Maybe Hmm. composure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah?
4: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right, so <laughs> that's six dice. One. Oh no! Oh my god! There's so many ones. Oh um, dear. Oh. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's one success out
1: of six. Uh. Okay. And may I ask, of the ones, I you do you all have any hunger left? Because you 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 chow nope. down. I don't have any okay. eyes. So, no no messy successy. Or uh, sorry, bestial failure. <laughs> bestial
4: failure, failure yeah.
1: <laughs> uh just 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 regular um okay. So, I think what we'll say here Claire is I think um I have a hard time believing that like someone who wants to meditate would fail to meditate, but I think instead, we'll say with a role uh, with that role that you don't have as much control about like I'm going to meditate specifically on my card. We've talked a lot uh, or you have described how um snippets of things will just kind of come to doris of of her past life and and you know all the adventures she's had uh so i think maybe the best way to think of this this role is like how able are you to kind of almost lucid dream as opposed to just like oh here come all the images again yeah. um so i think you still get the the sort of benefit of the meditation but there's there's gonna be some weird stuff uh mixed in, which we will get to shortly. Um, there's
4: also the weird smell of probably the guy, like the guy who uh just left my room. I have to clean out the <laughs> trunk. So
1: oh. and, and yeah, hundred percent. I could mean, feel like that could like throw off the vibe pretty hard. I mean, the crystals will help, but he was in there for a long time. Uh out of curiosity, Claire, uh-huh. do you think that's something you would do or something you'd have Troy do?
4: oh troy a thousand percent (laughs) she's like five foot two she's not gonna well i mean uh, yeah she's not about to lug a a chest containing a dirty human waste out of there
1: Yeah, i love that um all right so yeah just as you're you're about to hit nirvana you just get a whiff of like three-day yeah, body stench uh, I, I
3: feel like doris probably too like in her lifetime having like lived through like 17th and 18th centuries and stuff has probably cleaned out enough human shit to last many lifetimes <laughs>
2: that's like th- this train of thought that i'm about to go on is a little like dum-dums and dragons eve but like do vampires like pass waste Because if not, like, when was the last time Doris would have fucking even seen shit? It would have been (laughs) fucking awful.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean...
3: Probably last time she killed a person.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. last time they shit their pants upon their
1: their life expiring and just all muscles relaxing and their bowels evacuating. Yeah, yeah. I think there must also be some frustration in, like, we got out of the stinky times. Like, there were stinky times. We we got over that. Like, we learned what causes the stink, so we just started bathing. Like, we don't need to go back to this.
4: Um, I just have to make sure that my children don't eat it.
5: (laughs) Also very fair.
1: Yeah, there's just cats eyeing the box. Perhaps for me... (laughs) <laughs> um, so with, uh, with your children, uh, staring at, at the, 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 the damned excrement of the crate, um, with, uh, Everett, uh, and, and Emily, uh, deep in the woods, uh, catching up on, on what's befallen both of them, uh, with Evangeline sitting in the shower like Tobias Funke, uh, <laughs> oh. failing to get an audition, just... Trying to recover and uh, Val being handed a suitcase as the help at the police station, Uh, the pyramid, uh, the Tremere pyramid has arrived in New Haven and oh man, that's bad news for just about everyone.
0: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at T D on Twitter.
1: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon, too, at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
2: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.